Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chenakud Gimel, Parshas Pinchas, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learned the Pasuk of a Yaakov Moshe as Mishpatim Lfne Hashem by the story of the Bnei Slavchad. And we learned the Rashi on it. And there are three parts in the sicha. The rebel number one, ask five questions on Rashi. Number two, answer the five questions through understanding what's really bothering Rashi because once we understand what's really bothering Rashi then we'll understand everything that Rashi says and why he says what he says and number three present from the Inyanim of Flayim that are hinted to in Rashi on the Pasuk in our parsha that talks about how Moshe didn't know what the halacha was regarding the claim of the Bnei Slavchad, where it says, Vayakriv Moshe's Mishpatim Lefnei Hashem, that Moshe brought their Mishpat before Hashem. So Rashi quotes the words, Vayakriv Moshe es Mishpatan, that Moshe brought their Mishpat, and he explains as follows, Nis'alma halacha mimenu, the halacha was concealed, it became hidden from Moshe. Vika Nifra, and here Moshe was punished that he took the, a crown, he crowned himself to say and the matter that's difficult for you, you should bring to me. So this was a punishment to Moshe. Another explanation. Really, it was proper and correct for this parasha to be written through Moshe. It's just that the Bnei Slavchad merited and it was written through them. So the first parish says that it was a punishment to and the second parish explains that it was something special that was given to the Bnei Slavchad. And there are five questions here. The first question is, we find a number of times in the Torah that Moshe was in doubt about a certain halacha, and Rashi doesn't explain that Nis'alma halacha mimenu, that the halacha was concealed from him. So we see that Rashi holds that it's possible that Moshe didn't yet hear a certain halacha from Hashem, and therefore there's no difficulty that he didn't know of it. And so if that's the case, so what forces Rashi over here to explain that Nis'alma halacha mimenu, that the halacha was concealed from Moshe, and not to just take for granted and simply that it wasn't yet taught to Moshe Rabbeinu. The second question is the same as the first question, but on the second explanation in Rashi. Also on the second explanation, we have a difficulty. When we look at the second explanation where Rashi says that that really it should have been written through Moshe, so Rashi over here, it seems, is giving us the reason why it wasn't said to Moshe. And the reason is because Bnei Slavchad merited that it should be written through them. And the difficulty is, why specifically over here, does Rashi explain the reason for this halacha not yet being told to Moshe? We find other halachas that weren't told to Moshe, and Rashi doesn't give us the reason for it. The third question is, if the intention of Rashi is to explain how it's possible that Moshe didn't know this halacha, then Rashi should just quote from the Pasuk the words, Vayakar of Moshe, and then say Vagaymer. That from this we'd understand that he's talking about this whole matter over here. That why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to bring it to Hashem? How could it be that he didn't know the halacha? And so the question is, why does Rashi quote also the words, Es Mishpatan? He should have just wrote, Vayakriv Moshe V'gamer. And we'd understand he's talking about this whole matter over here, this whole situation here that Moshe has to come to Hashem and he doesn't know the halacha. The fourth question is, Rashi in Parshas Ba'aleischa, by the dinam of Pesach Sheni, explains in an explanation that seems to be similar to the second explanation over here. So he explains 
And so the question is, how come over here Rashi switches from Lehei Omer and Shetei Omer to Lehi Kosev and Venichtava? And the fifth question is, it's known that when Rashi gives two explanations for something, it's because each explanation has a difficulty on it. And the difficulty on the second explanation is greater than the difficulty on the first explanation. And that's why the first explanation is first, because it's the first and primary one, because the difficulty on it is not as great. And so the question over here is, what's the difficulty in each explanation? And in what way is the first explanation better? So now we're going to move straight into the answer, and we're going to begin by presenting the main point of the answer, which is to understand what's really bothering Rashi over here in the Pasuk, and we're also going to answer questions number one and number three. So the explanation of all of this is as follows. There's nothing difficult about Moshe being in doubt about a certain halacha, because like we said, we can say that Moshe didn't yet hear it from Hashem, and it's even though it was at the end of the 40 years that they were in the Midbar. And as we indeed find many major halachas that are said after our parsha, that means Moshe didn't yet know them at the end of the 40 years. And the question that Rashi has over here is the word in the Pasuk of Ayakov Moshe es mishpatan. That's what's bothering Rashi, the word mishpatan. And Rashi's question is why does the Torah describe the matter here with the word mishpat and not with the more common word davar, which is used in such instances. And like Rashi says, in this Rashi itself, he quotes what Moshe said, which he was punished for, Vahadavar, not Vahamishbat, Vahadavar, Asher Yikshim Yikem Tarkuvin Eli. So that's what's bothering Rashi here. What's bothering Rashi here is that the Pasuk uses the word Mishpat. Now, what's the problem with the word Mishpat? The difference between the word Dover and the word Mishpat is that the word Dover refers to and includes in it the whole matter. Everything that's involved, the claims, the discussion, the Psakdin, the final ruling, everything is included in the word Dover. Whereas Mishpat refers specifically to the Psakdin, the final ruling, the Halacha of the whole matter. And since it seems over here that Moshe inquired from Hashem about the Halacha because he didn't know the Halacha, he was asking Hashem, what's the Halacha here regarding the incident of the Bnei Slavchad? So if that's the case, that he didn't know the halacha, so how does it make sense to say, Vayakov Moshe es mishpatan? He didn't know the mishpat, he didn't know the halacha. And so this already answers question number three. Why does Rashi quote the words es mishpatan? He quotes those words because that's the word that's bothering Rashi. That's the word that Rashi is coming to answer, the use of the word mishpatan. And how does Rashi answer it? And therefore Rashi explains that indeed Moshe did know the halacha. And that's why it says Mishpatan, in order to teach that we're discussing a known halacha. So why did Moshe have to bring it to Hashem? And still Moshe needed to ask Hashem, because Nis'alma halacha mimenu. And so it's as if it's saying he knew the Mishpat, but he had to bring it to Hashem. He had to ask Hashem because it was concealed from him. So he brought the Mishpat. Which Mishpat? The one that he knew but was then concealed. So this also answers the first question. Why does Rashi have to say Nis'alma halacha mimenu? Because that's the only way to understand and answer the use of the word Mishpat over here. While at the same time, Moshe doesn't know it. The explanation is that he knew it and it was hidden from him, it was concealed from him. And this is the reason why Rashi also quotes the words Vayakrev Moshe, because according to this, Rashi should have just quoted Es Mishpatan or just Mishpatan. Why does Rashi also quote Vayakrev Moshe? Because the word Mishpatan can only be said by Moshe because he knew the halacha beforehand. That can only be said about Moshe that he knew the halacha beforehand. However, it's still difficult. How can we say that we're talking about Moshe, Rabban Shal Yisrael, that got the Torah from Harsinai, and that's what Rashi says. He continues and says, It was a punishment. He's telling us over here in order to explain that was a punishment for 
that he took, he crowned himself. So that answers questions number three and question and 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 question number one. Now we're going to move on to answer questions two, four, and five. However, according to this first explanation on Rashi, it's difficult. The difficulty is Moshe said in the first year after leaving Mitzrayim. And the whole story and the claim of the Bnei Slavchad was in the 40th year after leaving Mitzrayim. And so the question is, how can it be that Hashem waited 39 years and Hashem didn't arrange to somehow correct the matter right away? And especially since through the delay, the Yidin can mistakenly think that it was right that Moshe not Torah, since they heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu himself. And therefore, because of this difficulty, Rashi explains meaning that this is a different explanation for why it's not a whole other explanation. We're still accepting the beginning of the first answer, which is we're just giving different explanation for why that it's not because it was a punishment to Meishu Rabbeinu, because then we have a difficulty with it, but rather there's a different reason for it. Why are we saying that Rashi still accepts the idea of also in the second answer? Why is it still agreeing with the first answer that Nis'alma Allah Menu for two reasons. Number one, because there's no difficulty with it, with the idea of Nis'alma Allah Menu. The difficulty was with the reason that it was to punish Moshe Rabbeinu for something that happened so much earlier. And number two, because it says in the Pasuk Mishpatan, and like we said earlier, that Mishpatan indicates that he knew the Allah and it was hidden from him. And what's the second explanation? That it wasn't because Kanifravachulu wasn't a punishment, but to the contrary. Really, really, it should have been. It's appropriate. It was right. It was correct that it should have been written through Moshe. So it's because the Bnei Slavchad merited and therefore was written to them. So that answers to us the second question. We said there's the same question for the second explanation. The second explanation is not a whole new explanation. It's just an explanation for one detail, which is why Nis'al Mahalacha Mimenu. So the second question is not even not really answered as much as the second question completely disappears because the second explanation in Rashi is just another reason for why Nis'al Mahalacha Mimenu. And we already explained what compels Rashi? We already answered the first question. What forces Rashi to explain of Nisalma Allahum? And we said that was the word Mishpatan. And now let's continue. And according to both explanation, explanations, Rashi purposely says, Li Kasev and Nikhtava. Because only the writing of this parsha and halacha in the Torah was through the schus of the Bnei Slavchad. But the saying of the Zalacha by Hashem didn't come through the Bnei Slavchad because Hashem already told it to Moshe. And it was just that Nisalma Mimenu, either as a punishment or in order that it should be written through the Bnei Slavchad. So we're not going to say Leha Amir and Shetei Amir because it wasn't said by the Bnei Slavchad. It was said by Moshe. It was just that it was forgotten and it was written through the Bnei Slavchad. So that answers the fourth question. And now we're going to answer the fifth question. We already answered part of it by saying what the difficulty on the first answer is. Now we have to explain what's the difficulty with the second answer and why it's a greater difficulty than the difficulty in the first answer. And that's why the first answer is brought as the first and primary answer. Primary answer. However, according to this explanation, it's difficult. Should Moshe lose out that is for the schus of the Bnei Slavchad? Is that right? That Moshe should lose so that the Bnei Slavchad could benefit? And therefore Rashi brings his first explanation and even more so he brings it as the main explanation because this difficulty that Moshe Rabbeinu should lose out so that the Bnei Slavchad should benefit is a much greater difficulty than the difficulty on the first explanation of Rashi.
Now we're going to move on to the inyanim of flame that are hinted to in this Rashi. These words, Nis'al Mahalacha from Moshe, are also said at the end of the previous parasha, Parsha's Balak. And over there it's said in regards to the story of Zimri. And we have to understand why in these two specific instances was Nis'al Mahalacha Mimenu. And the explanation according to Allah, and this explanation will sweeten the explanation of the Pshat. We're going to talk about this idea of the concealing of the Allah. The concealing of the Allah from Aisha doesn't just affect Aisha, but rather it affects all the Yidin who are the receivers of the Allah from Aisha. The reason is because they don't know about this Allah until it's said a second time to Aisha and he teaches it to them. So it also affects them. And furthermore, even afterwards that he Aisha Benu learns the Allah and tells it over to the Yidin, this is Allah that had in it shikha, it had in it forgetting, and it can be compared to Allah that never had shikha. Like Chazal say, Migmar to learn something old which a person forgot is more difficult than learning something entirely new. And so it's understood that the concealing of the Allah is a deficiency in the transmission of the Allah from Maisha to the Yidin. However, these two Allahs are an exception to this rule, since even if Maisha did not forget these Allahs, the Yidin wouldn't be able to accept them from him. The reason for this is, it says in the Gemara, that called Tamar Chacham Shemira Halacha Uba. Any Tamar Chacham that teaches a Halacha, so Imkay the Maisa Amara, if he said the Halacha before the related incident occurred, that this Halacha said about Shemimimimai, we listen to him, we accept the Halacha from him. Vim Lav, but if he didn't say, say it beforehand, he only said it at the time of the incident, then ain't Shemimimimai, we don't listen to him, we don't accept the Halacha from him. And Taisas explains, Hainu Dafka Hechadu Atzma Negebadavar. This is all said specifically where, he, where the Tamar Chacham is personally involved. Then we say that if he taught the halacha beforehand, we accept it. But if he taught it at the time of the incident, we don't accept it. But if the Talmud Chacham is not personally involved, then it doesn't matter when he teaches the halacha. And in our discussion, number one, it was at the time of both cases. The stories of the, the story of Zimri and the Bnei Slafra, that's when we're talking about the halacha. It was actually at the time itself, not beforehand. And number two, Moshe was Negev, but in both cases. Why? By Zimri, Rashi explains, Amr they said to him, Moshe, Zua Sura is this woman that was involved over here with Zimri. Is she forbidden or permitted? If you're going to say she's forbidden, who permitted you to marry the daughter of Yisrael Tzipaira? And so with these words, they made Moshe and Negebedavr. They made him personally involved. And so we can say that he is not trusted about the halacha. Also in the claim of the Bnei Slavcha, they said, When they said that he died, they said that he didn't die as part of the Adas Kerech. And since Rashi says, They needed to say that he wasn't Adas Kerech, who argued with Moshe. So Moshe became a Negebedavr. He became personally involved. And we can say again that he is not trusted about the halacha. And so the Nis'alma Halacha and these two instances didn't cause any loss in the Kabbalah of these Halachas because even if Moshe didn't forget them, they wouldn't be able to accept them from him because he was an Egebedavr. And this is the reason Hashem arranged that specifically these Halachas were forgotten from Moshe so that there shouldn't be any loss from this to the Yidden.